You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 181st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast, your number one source for cycling news and gossip. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis, your number two source for news and gossip. I don't know if we introduced our number one source, but I'm number three source, Spencer. I'm in Boston. Um, how you guys? How you guys doing? Well, because I'm not doing so well. I'm so sleepy. I'm do- I, I have to admit, um, guys, our long international nightmare is now over. And, of course, I am a talking about the winner over the weekend, Germany's cycle ball team defeating multi-time world champion Austria in the uh, UCI Indoor World Championships. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it, but a late goal from Germany, totally a sealed victory in probably the most captivating UCI championship in some time. I uh, surprisingly didn't have a chance to watch it. Um, I'm glad you were on the scene, though, Tim. Uh, I, I, tell us about the cycle ball. The cycle ball. Is it like polo, but you hit it with your wheel? You hit it with your wheel, and you're on these crazy fixed-gear bikes with these really upturned handlebars. And then at the same mm-hmm. time, in the other arena is the Artistic Cycling Championships, which is really, really cool, like doing um, bar spins while doing a headstand on your uh, your handlebars. So. Really good stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised that this isn't a bigger thing, and it isn't a part of our NBC Sports Gold package that uh, we get instead. <laughs> it, I'm not it, actually. To me, it actually is part of the uh, NBC Sports Gold package, and you can rewatch it. Really? Oh, there you go. I'm pretty sure. Isn't that where I saw it? <laughs> uh, maybe I, saw, I don't know. Uh, maybe I saw it on their YouTube channel. You know yeah. what? I saw it on the UCI yeah. YouTube channel. So, you can watch it there. All right, so we don't got the wait, highlights. So <laughs> let me ask you guys, this, Tim. No, Spencer, if you watch highlights on the YouTube channel, on the UCI YouTube channel, are the mm-hmm. highlights as useless as the UCI's highlights for the Cross World Cups, where yes. they, where the where the highlights aren't in order of like what happened well, in the race, and there's just like heavy rock music all the time, and it like quick cuts between shots from like the beginning and the end of the race, and you end up you watch a two minute highlight reel, and you don't know what happened. You know, I, it's hard to say because I don't actually know how uh, the indoor cycling uh, world games <laughs> play out. Um, I don't know the rules. I don't know the procedures. I don't know the starting or finishing, uh, the scoring, or, you know, how <clears throat> you win. So it's really tough for me to say if the highlights actually follow any sort of uh, – now, timeline yeah. or not i guess that I makes sense well is it like jump from like jumps around, a guy but, on a bike look, I, to like on a red bike to a, like a woman on a pink bike and then like to a yellow bike and you're like these obviously aren't the same so. uh kind of but here's the thing that i don't understand on the like the youtube videos go watch them once a year twitter gets taken over by people like wow look at this sweet headstand like this person knows how to do backward circles or cycle ball it's crazy why hasn't uci just totally found a way to co-opt hardcore bicycle polo that seems like the no-brainer to me from if they're really trying to grow the sport there's actually a lot of polo players 
and I don't see any artistic cycling people here in the United States. Here, here's how, here's why, and it's a point I made uh, two weeks ago, the last time we did a podcast. You got to let people smoke <laughs> weed then, and they haven't <laughs> let people smoke weed yet, and there's no way that the bike polo can become part of the UCI if they're not letting people smoke weed. There's just no way. Like they'd have the first mm. world championships, seventy five percent of the world championships would fa- champion like contestants would, would would fail the drug tests and the sport would be ruined. Do you think that uh, if if the UCI came in and started sanctioning hardcore bicycle polo, they would get the mm-hmm. same um, vitriol in uh, response that USA Cycling got when they announced that they were going to like sanction gravel events if people wanted to host gravel events, they'd they'd insure them. Um, probably, probably like when they, like the way they sort of did mountain bikes a few years ago when the, when the, the categories were different and stuff. Um, yeah, probably like the man, I mean, the man's coming in, it's just totally going to take over how things are, but well, yeah, it's, this conversation is not making me feel any better, you guys. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I'm feeling I, bad. I, I forgot mention, to check in. I'm not feeling very feel? well right okay. now. Okay. Why are and, you feeling uh, bad? I'm, I'm struggling. I'm on the struggle bus right now. I, I, this is gonna sound like a like I'm pulling your leg. This is gonna sound like a joke, but I actually think I had some tainted uh, veggie burger. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So you're actually serious? I thought for a second there you were feeling little... bad because we had to suffer through a muddy cyclocross World Cup. Well, I feel I'm feeling a little worse now that I had to suffer through a few minutes of indoor cycling talk. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm full on Alberto Contador defense right now. Uh, I don't know what was in the veggie burger. It was in the freezer for an undisclosed amount of time. It seemed like it mm-hmm. should be fine. I don't know if it was. Some tainted supplement. This is a... Well, I'm sorry to hear about that, but you know, you ha- you're you 100% responsible for what you put in your body. So if you test <sighs> you positive... Know, <laughs> look at the bright side. You hardly ride your bike anymore, so it's not like you're going to be uh, tested anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, did, did, let me ask you guys this. I was thinking about this earlier. Sure. Spencer, did you do any bike races this year? No, I did zero. Zero bike okay. races. So zero, zero bike races, zero cross season. Tim, did you do any bike races? I I believe I did a mountain bike race last spring. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right about that. So but you didn't do any cross season? No, no cross, yeah. Cross is dead here okay, in so Florida. You, so you guys are coming off a pretty light, light schedule here. I mm-hmm. and I just finished up my cross a pretty abbreviated season uh last week in Minnesota. So it's officially the off season at the Slow Ride Podcast, which means it's officially time to start talking shit about which one of us is gonna win Schwamigan between the three of us. Well, I mean I'm already on my weight loss program, so we're gonna <laughs> Oh good. So oh that's a good plan. That's a good plan. So you're gonna you're gonna get sick right now for a while and you're gonna puke your guts out through the holiday season while mm-hmm. me and Tim pack on the pounds. Gorgeous, the pounds. yeah. Because I've eaten a lot of pie in the last since we last spoke. I have consumed more pie than I'd consumed the whole year <laughs> up to this point. I think, and so yeah. I'm going uh, Jan Ulrich on my off season full on. Tim, I'm sure. No, I got a running race. I got same. a half marathon on Saturday, so you know. I'm, ah, crap! I'm in peak. You're going all Andrew Talansky on your peak off season physical condition. So <laughs> I've been I've been in off season since uh, last February, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Spencer, Spencer maybe mm. is winning uh, the training so far, uh, Tim, because you know running just makes you slower on the bike, is what everybody always says. <laughs> that's what I've heard. I think that's just a, um, a running bias that cyclists have. 
I mean, I'm going to win at Schwamigan. Not based in... Probably is. um, I'm going to win at Schwamigan. I'm going to take the bikes and just uh, crush you guys. And uh, it's going to be very disappointing. I'm going to camp out the night before on the start line so I can get primo start position. You know, that's Mm. totally fine because me and Spencer are going to be hanging out at your parents' cabin. (laughs) (laughs) In comfort. And we'll show up uh, well-rested and ready to go, whereas you'll be shivering. (laughs) But with a really nice start spot. (laughs) Hi, Tim. Thanks for saving our spots. (laughs) Thanks. So uh, I I alluded to it a little bit earlier, and... uh, Twitter was a buzz this weekend with the uh, the Cyclocross World Cup in Zevin, Germany, because it was muddy. And the women's race mm-hmm. lasted a quality 50 minutes. They gave them a full time. The women's race was exciting, fantastic all the way through. The men's race, you had Wout Van Aert taking the victory over uh, Vanderpool, who had a mechanical. But um, yep. I'm just going to come out right now and say, it, guys, I don't like muddy cyclocross races. It is not Why? exciting. What? I'm all about the dirt the dirt crits when the dust is in the air and they're flying. They, there's parts of this race that were just a little too slow for me. Just not you... just not as exciting. Remind me, where do you where do you live? <laughs> I live in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Just check. I'm just you uh I don't think there's ever been a more wrong take. Now, there have been 180 previous episodes of this show, and I'm going to go out and say right now that there has not been a worse take on this show than the one that you well, just Well, if people ordered. disagree with me, they can they can tell me all about it on the Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod or hit or at me at the Super Rookie because here's the thing. Mud, I understand it's cool. A little patch of mud every now and then, that's pretty exciting. But it Is was it? it was slow. <laughs> like a slog fest. Yeah. It just was not It's heavy. It was not exciting. I like that Cross Vegas just flying Ugh. through the grass. Okay, not Cross Vegas. I, but I think let's find a happy medium between Rome, a slow, slow just mud racing. Just yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Dusty. I like the dust flying up in the air. It's like a muddy, muddy Paris Roubaix. That's now, cool. Hang on. Wait, are now, you watching that... old Louisville? Uh, there you go. Yeah. Grand Prix of cyclocross yeah, races where like you can't see ten feet. You like go. you're just is, watching those want... videos is this, on. Is this YouTube. based in in your personal cyclocross experience? Like your your realm of experience is like this is what. I know, so like I can relate to that, and it it feels more uh, authentic to my experience. No. Is that is that where you're coming from? No, it's more exciting to watch on the television because when I'm watching the television and you got the mud, the only thing I'm watching is in the pits for who exchanges bikes and how quickly the mechanic that receives the bike runs to the power washer. And I'm like, oh, right. okay, like it just doesn't the mud. It, so not a fan. I'm just gonna throw it out there. You've been a You've been a fan of NASCAR uh, in the past at some point in your life, uh, along with other questionable uh, decisions you've made. But it's similar in that the pit plays a very, very pivotal role in what people do, right? Like, when do they pit? How many laps to go? Which entrance? You know, pit one, pit two. Where's the mud? Like, all sorts of factors go into that. And I think it makes it a lot more interesting oh, than a boring dry one. I heard all about it at Bike Shop CX with what to bring in your pit bag, including like crank pullers and all types of cool stuff that you need to have in the pit for when the muddy bikes come in. But I just got to tell you, I kind of like when there's five guys just crushing it at the front and it's fast. And then the deciding factor is when someone slides out in the corner because they have too high of tire pressure and they're on file treads. That's more exciting for me. You know what? 
It sounds okay. like you need to watch the women's races because there's always five people at the front crushing each other, whether it's dry or wet. I watched the women's race this week. It was fantastic. Katie Compton with a strong third place. Helen Wyman looked great um, running away. And then uh, Sané Kant with the victory. I, I loved the women's race. The men's race was also exciting. I just think mud is overrated in cyclocross. So you guys can continue. Yeah. I don't have anything to say uh, yeah. because your point is so bad <laughs> that there's no, there's no arguing. Like, there's no point. You can't argue with stupid. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah so this is one of those situations like don't argue um, because people from a distance can't tell who is who. You know, <laughs> like, don't argue with a fool. Well, I think they can. Oh. Well, anyway, I, UCI Cyclocross World Cup, uh, the other big news that I saw, so women's uh, – the, the women did quite well from the United States side. Um, Ellen Noble was out there bunny hopping once again, and uh, the UCI mm-hmm. brought back the uh, the re- the like the the repeat footage of it, like replay. Sorry, where it's like, oh, this just happened. You see uh, the uh, bunny hop action, and then in the men's race, Stephen Hyde continued his horrible luck with a crash on yeah. the first lap. I mean, two went down twice. I mean, how? I mean, he needs to get some good luck. Yeah, that's, that's- true. That's what it comes down to because both those crashes were not his fault. The guy just in front of him wiped out in yeah. both occasions. And that, you know, I think he had another crash after that that was maybe his fault. But, you know, those ones didn't help him. Second row um, start for him this week. Um, saw him. Yeah, which isn't bad. Yeah. I mean, no. It's just I started uh, second row at States. <laughs> it's just poor luck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> nothing but the best for Stephen Hyde. It will be great to see him. Uh, Come along. I, I just, um, Cyclocross World Cup, Vanderpool loses. And then, uh, Spencer, I did see a tweet of yours, um, that you thought that Vanderpool's mechanicals because he, uh, didn't go take a pit. But no one else at that moment before his mechanical went into the pit at the same time. So what are you thinking there? Well, I think everybody went in the pit the lap before that. Oh, and he and didn't. He also okay. did not. Okay. Hmm. Um, maybe. I don't know if that was exactly it, but, uh, you know, you can. Like that's part of the uh, part of the game, right? It's like if your bike is dirty, you got to change it. Well, yeah. Do you see why? Like, he, I think of the reason he didn't go in. I bet he wanted to go in, but you saw like the time before, he, right before they went by the pits, before he had the mechanical, he motioned, put the tire pressure down. Yeah. So I think he was he wanted a clean bike, but he was like, I'll wait a half lap and tell them to get the proper pressure so I have what I want and I'll probably blow everyone's doors off and put a minute into everyone the next lap. Yeah. And then he had the then he had the problem, you know. So And and of course he dropped that chain like three feet past the uh, exit <laughs> yeah. of the pit so he couldn't yeah. uh, it was a crappy he, place. And then Boris's crash knee on to the wooden <laughs> the wooden post. That looked painful as I'll get out. And it looked painful. Um and then the yeah. other thing, my other takeaway is uh, the Swiss rider Simon Zahner? Did you? Um, you should take a okay. chance when you can. What, rewatch that race. He's wearing an aero helmet that has the craziest mm-hmm. graphic on the helmet. It's like this. Uh, like he's using it for advertising, but it's straight out of the little guy playbook, and that it just makes no sense. Random geometric <laughs> shape on the air. Like like he gave his kid a, a stencil and was like, "Hey, paint this on my aero helmet." Um, so take a look at it. It was it was pretty prevalent the first mm-hmm. two laps. Okay, okay. I, I, I did not that. notice. Right, well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I like geometric shape. <laughs> you're never going to live that one down. Huh? Um, so but I don't feel like I'm living it down. We do have a lot to, uh, shapes are good. Discuss since we did take a, a week off. Um, and, uh, 
you know, the big news coming up that's been uh, percolating, little guy, you wanted to touch on it, of course, is Wednesday, um, probably right when people are listening to this, they're going to be announcing the uh, Juro course, um, the greatest of yeah. all Grand Tours. Uh, what, what did you want to uh, get out there? Well, obviously, the big news the last few days has been Will Froome attempt the double and ride the Giro, which would almost be, you know, would be a pretty big deal. Um, and some sources are saying yes, some are saying no. So, I mean, maybe we'll know Wednesday, but probably end of the week we'll okay. get some idea. And I like to think he does it, man. I'm I'm really hoping he does. I think it'll be great. I think it would also be great. Spencer, do you uh, – would your opinion of Chris Froome uh, – would you become even more of a fan, more of a super fan of Chris Froome if he did the uh, the Juro Tour yeah. double? Would you finally get that tattoo? I've seen you doodling of Froome's face that you're like, ah, I just can't commit till he's won all three Grand Tours. You know, I mean, just, I think, yeah, yeah, it's. I'm still working on it. Like I'm workshopping it a little bit. Um, yeah, you want to get the art right. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. It is. I it is. Um, I am not interested. In whether or not he races the Giro, really, uh, in any way, shape, or form, I don't care. How, how can you um, not? This is the essence of cycling: is this freaking out about if someone will do the Giro Tour double? Like this has been the last like six years in cycling, one person well, does it, and we spend most of the year as cycling sure. fans and people reading websites just freaking out about whether it's humanly possible. Sure. Blah 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 well, blah blah. And and I think. Uh, I think Chris Froome is is human. You know, he's one of us. He's a cycling fan. Okay, he's probably paid. He's probably paid attention to to all of those gossips and and stories and whatnot over the past decade. And and he's probably seen every single person that's attempted to do it and fail miserably and be embarrassed and just really be pretty bad at the tour. Yeah, and I but, and I think but yeah, I think this this year gets him tour number five, and that's what he wants. Yeah, uh, he needs yeah. to solidify that. Next year he could do the Giro. This year there's no way. Um, and even if he does, eh, uh, eh. I, wow. I I hear what you're saying. Tour number five I think is important, but I think what would be even cooler, and I hope he's <laughs> thinking this, is. Uh, he just won the tour. He just won the Volta. Then he wins the Giro, and then he wins the Tour. That would be insane. No one's ever done that. No one's ever won won them like that. You know, I mean that would, that would be nuts. He he'd get number five. He'd he'd end up three. And I think I'm pretty sure there's an extra week between the Giro and the Tour this year. So there's it's more like the Tour Volta combo that people well. Hmm. Like Froome obviously was able to do it, or like done, come really close on. There's that extra week, so this might be, he might be eyeing it as a chance where like you don't get that extra week any other years. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you the the one thing that I would really like that I would get out of uh, a Froome Giro is that the tour would be more exciting because not because yeah. can he do the double, but because he would be down a peg on mm-hmm. everyone else which i would yeah i, would I like. agree so he'd be a little bit just a little bit tired and i think that oh man i think that'd be good i mean marginal gains sky already just came out with the white kits so they just mm-hmm. they i think they crunched the numbers and they figured out the white kits were faster oh, yeah. than the black Proving kits. to be more arrow yeah more arrow and more coolo 
so, so lighter too. So here's what I want to interject. Oh, they're definitely. <laughs> everybody knows visually. black hole. Black is like the heaviest color you can yeah. have. They're like they. I bet they. I bet they did some research and psychologically, when you when you look over at one of your teammates in the same kit as you, and it's white, you're like, he looks so light. He's gonna float up this mountain. And, yeah. and when it's black, you're like, oh no. Well, yeah, it's it's partially uh, psychological. <laughs> it's partially at the atomic level that they're weighing grams. Um, mm-hmm. Or parcels. Par- Black paint costs more than white paint. Parcels of grams? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think the reason that the tour is going to be already more exciting and probably where Froome will, will skip the Jura. Spencer, you, you kind of convinced me. I could see him probably pass on the Jura this time. It's just the fact that Dumoulin is going to be at the tour this year. And all of a sudden there's... He's going to be at the Giro, though, I think. Eh, it's like a warm-up. I mean, come on. Dumoulin is definitely going for the tour. He no. has to. Are you Are no. you kidding? Here's the thing. No, Here's the I thing. With Chris Froome racing the tour, whether or not he's done a Giro or not, no one is racing the tour to win. People yeah. are racing the Giro to win. That's you know what? the big show. I think it Dum- would be a great bold statement by Dumoulin is that Froome, Froome, Froome's like, I'm doing it. I'm going for the Giro tour double. And then Dumoulin's like, yeah, I guess I'll do it too. Why not? It just, I think that would put a little bug in Froome's head. Froome would be like, whoa, I what? You guys think you, oh shit, and like really make him question whether or not he has it. If other GC guys like Dumoulin are like, yeah, I see that from I see that the best Grand Tour rider of the last decade is doing this, yeah, and I'll do it too. Why not? You think? Um, I bet I can. I bet I can beat him. Michael Landa will get the uh, Giro nod for the Movistar. Like, like I wonder who's going to be at the the presentation on Wednesday from Team Movistar. Like, is it going to be Landa and he's just going to look dejected? Like, why did I sign up for this? Or is it going to be Nairo? Like, oh man, now I'm the one here. You know, it's going to be a, he's, we're going to see a lot about uh, it, how those cards are going to be played. It's going to be, it's going to be Landa. And, yeah, and I am, this is, now we've touched on something exciting for road season uh, 2018 is Landa is clearly going to be the team leader of Movistar. Because I don't think Nairo has it. I think Nairo has spent the last couple years proving he doesn't quite have it. Like, doesn't quite have it winning Grand Tours? (laughs) Like, what, five years, ten years ago, twelve years ago? How How old is he? How long ago was that? What is he, like, 26? I mean, he's not old. Yeah, he's super (laughs) young. He's younger than the He might look like he's, like, 50, but he's only 26. He needs needs the experience. He, He can't close the deal anymore. Now that uh, now that some big hitters are coming to the Giro and stuff, uh, he's never going to have it in the tour. So they brought in Landa so he can be a super domestique. And uh, Landa, this is why this is why Landa did it. It's the only reason that makes any sense. Landa is number one for sure, but it's uh, it's going to mess with the team skies of the world because they won't know. Oh wow! I don't think there's any reason that makes sense why Lando would. <laughs> yeah, there's not. I think we could spend the next fifteen episodes trying to parse this out, and we'd still always be like, "Yeah, but <laughs> and we probably will." <laughs> I think on Velo News or Cycling, one of them had like a um, an interview with De La Cruz, who was on Quick Step and is moving to Sky, and he was he was singing the same song that Landa sang when he went there which was yeah 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 I know I'm going to be working for Froome but I'm sure I'm going to have my chances and I'm they're going to make me better and all these things and I was like oh Delacruz <laughs> you poor sap <laughs> did you not read Landa's interviews right. before he went there and then read his exit interviews I mean come on um I'm sure that a huge paycheck bigger probably probably get paid better than on any other team 
you know, is pretty good when you don't make any money as a pro cyclist in the grand scheme of things. And you're like, I don't know yep. what I'm going to do <laughs> when I retire. Um, oh, which brings me to a question, Tim, I want to ask you. Yeah. Sluggos is closed. Yep, Sluggos so is say. closed. No more. Um, so uh, have you gotten the on-the-ground interview with Stephen Hyde yet to see what his post cyclocross <laughs> plans are? Because I think we always assumed he was just going to go work at Sluggos from what the world, the narrative we built about him. So we know what he's going to do now. Ah, man, that's a good question. I don't know where he's going to end up, but um, I will say this. The Pensacola cycling scene is uh, obviously strong. They're, they probably have the biggest cyclocross community in Florida right now, and uh, they've been going up to like Mississippi and race all those guys, and they've been getting like 100-plus racers at events. So that's pretty big. But um, as far as what Hyde's going to okay. do, maybe open a coaching business. Seems like that's what every uh, professional cyclist does when they uh, retire. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm starting a coaching business. <laughs> you should. Hey, um, the uh, we have a lot to talk about, a lot of uh, viewer emails to go. But um, I did want to drop something on you. Uh, little guy, I tweeted about it yesterday. But um, Okay. I haven't been on Twitter I in got, like three weeks. I got so. a uh, – <laughs> you know, we get hit up all the time, right? People always contact in the slow ride for reviews and all that. And we're pretty discerning. I will say that I got a uh, – a gravel cycling book. I couldn't turn it down from Velo Press, oh, yeah. and uh, it's by uh, Nick Lagan. I've been like actually reading through this. It's pretty cool. And they go, he goes like he selects maybe ten of the biggest races, you know, gravel worlds, all that. And what do you know? The third race in here is the Almanzo, and you go to the Almanzo oh, yeah. title page, and who is it on page five of gravel cycling? <laughs> if it isn't for little guy Matt Allen, who appears yep. to be getting dropped by a clean set of wheels at the Almanzo 100. <laughs> but man, you look... Am I getting dropped or am I just like look, riding? It looks like I'm just riding with five people. It doesn't really look to me like I'm getting dropped. Well, you know, you're kind of looking to your side like, oh man, guys, uh, I don't think I have it as the guy in the chrome kit is riding <laughs> away from you. I will say that this book, lots of great shiny pictures. Overall, it's a uh, it's a pretty good read if you're into like Gravel grinding cool. and uh, backpacking. So I do appreciate that. I'm going to read a little bit more of it, but anytime I get to see Matt Allen in the uh, in a Velo Press uh, book, it's uh, it's definitely That's worth it. Uh, do you want time. me um, when you come back up to Minnesota, you just bring it along, and I'm, I'll be happy to autograph it. For I, you. I will. You know, I'll put it right next to the um, the autograph copy of the Mozzie catalog from 2007, which Spencer trying to do a no handed track <laughs> stand by holding on to the side of a building. Um, another one of my favorite photos of my, uh, some of my best friends in, uh, cycling media. So it's, it's great stuff. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. If you pull up, uh, like an old cycling news page with, uh, uh, Jingle Cross, um, like a photo mm-hmm. spread from there, there's probably a picture of me and I'd be happy to autograph the monitor. <laughs> Anyways, good stuff. Um, you can always, uh, hit us up at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. If, uh, you have something else that you think might strike our fancy, we're always uh, willing to take a look and, uh, be the editors of cycling culture, if you will. And with that, uh, Spencer, let's just take it right into the, uh, prim lap. Simon, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Ah, the bell. So, you guys, who are we riding for today? Who are we riding for? <laughs> Sorry, little guy. You guys are obviously riding for me, team leader, the super rookie. 
I don't know. I think this is probably like that race we did where we we did a sprint before the race to decide who was the team leader. <laughs> and I foolishly won the race despite being hungover from the night before and then felt like a total ass and hung on the back the whole time desperately. And somehow you guys did still drag me to sixth place. So it kind of Are you worked. sure I was in the race? Because that's, that's, that's assuming that sounds like I finished. And that didn't always happen. I, I think you I finished. Know, I definitely led you out around that final yeah. corner. Um, was you I, and was it you and Burns or you and Jason that I'm dragged me sure up there? Pretty sure it was me and Burns. And yeah. Tim had started the race. Okay, I don't Tim know. Started the race. I don't know how Phil, long. I think I went for a uh, mid lap. Definitely print. helped me out mid race. I probably went for a print. Well, maybe you yeah, did. Well, you maybe you did. Well, what a pump! It was a good team effort. It was uh, a good team effort. I shouldn't have been the team leader that day. No. Nope. You guys should have not allowed I, me to be team I, leader. I led you out, and I finished two spots behind you. <laughs> yeah. I obviously did not have the legs. I obviously should have been in a worker role. But um, thank you anyway. Um, yeah. Well, so. we got uh, we got uh, Brandon uh, We got Brandon that day. Brandon, who won every race that year, yeah, also won he, that race. <laughs> That's what, He crushed us. Yeah, well... You know who doesn't crush us? That's our good friends at Health IQ, the sponsors once again of the Slow Ride Podcast and all your Wide Angle Podium Network shows. This is where you go to save some money on your life insurance. They have an algorithm. They punch in all the numbers. They just don't sprint before the start of a race to figure out who the team leader is. No. They know how to (laughs) scientifically do it so you could save money because you're probably more of a healthy individual. And uh, therefore, you shouldn't be paying as much money for your life insurance. No, it's true, and uh, and you don't have to worry about all that uh, uh, number crunching that you were mentioning, Tim, because they've got it set up that all you do is go to healthiq.com slash slow ride and just take a quiz about cycling. Like, how much easier can that get, right? Like, you know about cycling. You listen to this show. You're clearly in deep. You're in too deep, mm-hmm. and you can't Way get out. <laughs> um, and so you just take the quiz. You score elite which is not a problem. You will have no problem doing that. And instantly you're saving money and it just goes from there. If you're riding 50 miles a week, you save more money. You're just ticking all the boxes, piling up the savings and, uh, and that's how it works. So we encourage you to go check it out. Um, you know, they support us, they support the network, um, and they celebrate the health conscious, including cyclists, which is great. So healthiq.com slash slow ride. Learn more, get a free quote, uh, check out their FAQ page, get your questions answered, and, um, you know, just uh, do yourself a favor. Yeah, you know, and we really do appreciate the support that uh, Health IQ has brought. They partnered with the uh, the Wide Angle Podium uh, members. They are what make all these podcasts possible, so uh, really do appreciate that. So, And also thanks to everyone that has gone to healthiq.com slash slowride to uh, partake in mm-hmm. the uh, quizzes. Um, also... Uh, we have a deadline in the middle of December here, December 15th, and that is going to be for the ordering of the limited edition wide-angle podium kits designed by um, uh, senior art director uh, Spencer Howe. He's <laughs> a pretty cool guy I know. And uh, the kits look good. The color scheme is fantastic. You are going to be sharp when you're out on the ride. We've already received a few orders for those. We appreciate those people that have uh, come on board for the, uh, the wide-angle podium team. December 15th mm-hmm. is going to be the deadline. Spencer's going to give you the uh, way to order the kits here in just a second. 
But uh, I do want to say that they are top of the level Endura World Tour quality kits. So these are the same kits that were tested by Nairo Quintana and soon Mikel Landa. And you're going to be wearing the same exact quality uh, kit, jersey, and bottom. It looks good. It feels good. And uh, it's it's going to be a no-brainer. Be that guy on the ride that has a wide-angle podium kit. And then people ask, like, hey, what's this wide-angle podium? And then you're like, oh, you know, all the podcasts are really good except Bike Shop CX and everything else you should totally listen to. <laughs> wow. Well, I just I threw some serious shade at Bike say. Shop CX. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. They'll probably uh, – yeah. everyone want to listen to Bike Shop CX. It's a great show. But uh, Spencer, how can we order the kits? So it's pretty easy. You just head over to wideanglepodium.com. And there's a link at the top that says store. You can click on that, and it'll take you right there um, to our, our partner site that's uh, doing the, the ordering process for us. So uh, it's pretty great. Um, we've got the sizing up there. We've got all that stuff. If you got any questions, tweet at us. You know, we can help you out. Um, it's it's going to be awesome. Um, I don't know what else to say about it other than uh, we do have some big secret news that we can't tell you about yet but i'm gonna just tease you yeah there's gonna be we're gonna you're gonna want you're gonna want to be associated with some people that are gonna be wearing this kit oh yeah oh uh, yeah in 2018 so if if, i i can't tell you more until uh until january 1st but uh let me just let me just tease that a little bit you you may want to get your hands on one of these kits you're definitely gonna want to get your hands on one of these kits because uh world class um, kit design from Spencer, world-class kit manufacturing from Endura, and world-class athletes may be wearing this kit starting on January 1st. Good stuff. Unconfirmed. I, unconfirmed. This, this is straight rumors, straight, straight from the source. This is Elred, bartender at Slogos. Who's this Stephen Hyde character? You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Hey, we got an email this week uh, from Rob- – actually, two weeks ago. Robert Bianchi hit us up, and he says, Hey, guys, team handball is an indoor sport played on a court, kind of like soccer with hands. And this, of course, goes back yeah. to what little guy um, had no clue he was talking about. I can watch about yeah. five minutes is, of that stuff before yeah. tiring it of it. It looks like to be a, a blast to play, though. As a kid, we would watch this on German TV, and we'd wish we could play it in our American school. Many years later, they had tryouts for the American Olympic team here in the States, in my hometown. Still could only watch about five minutes worth before boredom set in. UCI cycle ball is a similar sport, way more interesting. I can watch it for about ten minutes. So um, I'm sure Robert uh, <laughs> totally took in Twice the UCI World exciting. Championships this past yeah. weekend for about... You know, Sounds like that it. highlight reel on the YouTube that we talked about earlier is probably perfect for uh, for Robert's setup. Um, <laughs> we got another email here. This one's uh, several. This one has to do with um, the uh, the movie um, draft that we did, which we're going to get to those results uh, in a little bit. But uh, Evan Larson hit us up, yeah. and he goes, Hey, Slow Ride, haven't you seen the Turbo Kid? You should. And then he signed it. This is a really good um, way to sign an email. Uh, I used to work in the industry with a guy that used to say this. It, it, he signed it off, ride fast, take chances, Evan. Yeah, you know, that's kind of a, like, you know, hey, guys, keep it under 100. And then you walk out of the uh, 
the shop. It's pretty cool. So Evan – and so I responded to Evan. I said, hey, we talked about this in the podcast green room and Spencer and Little Guy had never seen it. And then Evan – and then I signed it, Tim. And this is where the email gets really good. Evan Larson comes back. What? You need to digitally slap those two. The whole ride home, I'm sitting in traffic yelling at my radio, Turbo Kid. Such an awesome movie. And not that I have a favorite person on the show, but if I did, you, sir, are the favorite. Tell Spence and Little Guy to get on it. I mean, the gnome stick. Come on. It's greatness. Tons of gore. The movie's fantastic. Anyways, keep up the great work and happy Thursday. So, Evan, it's an honor to be your favorite on the podcast. Um, you're joining the club with uh, Courier Dave in Cleveland. And uh, other than that, we are uh, looking pretty good. <laughs> Um, I yeah, it looks great. I just pulled up the IMDb page on that, yeah. and it does look amazing. So it's, it definitely should be watched. Um, we got another email here from Single in Savannah. It says, "Dear sirs, I'm a young, future grumpy masters racer. This cyclocross season, hmm. I realize that I'm just too slow to race the one-two racers, but too proud to downgrade. So I've instead opted to race single speed while patiently waiting for the days that I can race the local age group races." I, I don't know what that's I like. I.e., he is sandbagging to the, the ultimate level here. This is... <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the series rules state that in the single speed category, bikes must only have one rear cog. Racers will be allowed to zip tie their front shifters, but since this is 2017, everyone is already riding one by 11. I don't think that caveat is even necessary. Over the past few weeks, one rider has been starting with a locked out rear derailleur and a full cassette. In one race... I saw this rider pass me, saw the cassette, assumed that he was in another category, and let him ride away without chasing. Well, that's your first mistake. You should be racing every yeah. single person that's out there, even if yeah, they're a junior. Everyone yeah. out there is, is, yeah. So today, I requested that the official make an announcement on the start line so that we all be aware that the guy with the cassette will be allowed to race with us in the single speed category. For the next few minutes, we were subjected to this racer's monologue about how cyclocross isn't a safe space, and if you're going to complain <laughs> about the rules, then you better just go home to hug your mom. Now, I'm uptight enough to blindly enforce rules without cause, but I try to let everyone have fun without getting in their way. After listening to five minutes of this guy going on about zip ties, I can't help but wonder, should I have asked the officials to adhere to the rules as written? Should I just ignore this meathead and try to enjoy my race? Or should I clip his zip ties halfway through the race and have him dis- half him disqualified? Nice typo there, single in Savannah. So what should he do? Almost got you, rookie. Mid, he almost got mid-race, you. <laughs> mid, mid-race sabotage by clipping the zip ties. Should he just complain to the uh, officials before the start of the race and tattletale hmm. and say, this guy's not in allowed? Or... Should they uh, like just ignore the meathead and just do the race anyway? Well, see, this this scenario within this race really reflects his greater cycling dilemma that he that he alluded to in the very beginning of this letter. You see, that's a long letter too. Depending so. on depending on his trajectory within cycling, like if he's trying to do the training and stick with the one twos, you just you know you ignore the guy and you put your head down. If you're really looking forward to that Masters race and lifestyle, man, you complain. You yep. complain to the officials. And, you know, if you're just living your life somewhere in between, then you sabotage them. Well, so, if you want to be the single speeder, if you want to live that life. So here's the question that I, I – does you also have to scout out. If you're going to do mid-race sabotage, which I'm all for, especially in this situation because anybody that's using a zip tie in a cyclocross race like to make your bike single speed is lame. Like that's 
That's not nah, a single Spears. I don't care. But anyways. I literally don't care about that at all. But sure, like, whatever. We're not talking about zip ties here, Spencer. What we're talking about, sure. okay. if you're going to do right. sabotage, you need to see if this racer has a pit bike. Because you could sabotage him, and then he goes into the pit, and no one's going to know the difference. And it's like he can take the bike that has the motor away, because he's got a mechanic in there. You know, those are the things you got to worry about. So... Um, as much as I like mid-race sabotage, I think you go full masters and you just complain at the start. You call them out. You create a blog. Um, go to blog, the, you know, blogspot.com <laughs> and uh, you just uh-huh. take some pictures. Uh, I would prefer that you actually videotape his monologue so then you can do subtitles underneath of what he really means when he's talking <laughs> and just really yeah. shame someone like this. Hmm. Go full analysis, full breakdown. Yeah. Like- Rewind it back, replay his little drawing on the screen. I like narrator it. overlays. Like the narrator goes, he didn't, <laughs> you know, or you know, <laughs> he has no mom to hug, you know, something like that. Um, it could be pretty good. I do. Okay. Uh, thanks for the email. Uh, single speed, single in Savannah. Uh, little guy, are you uh, ever gonna just drop out of the one twos and go to the single speed category? And more than likely, that will just be due to your own mechanical failure before the start of the race. You're going to be like, hey, guys, I'm in single speed now because my derailleur's not working. Um, or are you just going to uh, always stay in the one-twos? I'll probably stay in the one-twos. I don't have a single speed cross bike anymore. I used to. Uh, okay. So, but then I try to double up, you know? Um, we all- You got to double up. <laughs> Otherwise, what are you doing? You're doing it wrong. Yeah. You can't double up because the single speed isn't free and the we all know the one cog should always be free. If you're going to rock the one well, cog, and in true. honor of uh, the, the the founder of that historic statement of it should be free to yes. rock the one cog, Jay Hollywood Henderson announced on his Facebook. We uh, talked to him about him last uh, episode with the uh, the testing positive on USADA that he has <laughs> agreed to a three month ban. USADA actually reduced his initial six month ban, so it's going to be a three month ban over the winter. So it looks like he's going to come out on top. Uh, Hollywood, party yeah. on. Thanks for the kind words on your uh, yeah. Facebook page. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's still on, the, on USADA's most wanted I, list, but uh, I was really hoping. Maybe not, maybe not most wanted. Maybe top 10 if he's lucky. I was, but I was really hoping. I think, I think this is appropriate, an appropriate solution to just kind of a stupid problem. Okay. It's an appropriate solution. It's rational. And everyone, I think, can agree that, okay, that's probably – what should happen. It's against the rules, yada, yada, yada. But personally, like I didn't want Jay to get suspended at all, but I kind of hoped that he did get suspended so we could see a full six month Hollywood offensive against USADA to a level that had never been seen before. That, (laughs) I mean, the guerrilla marketing campaign that could happen after this, all of the signage at races. I mean, it would have been epic. You guys weren't at states. He's already gone pretty, pretty. He had armbands into the guerrilla marketing campaign. Armbands, stickers, T-shirts. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much everybody on Saturday uh, had a sticker and or at least an armband on that just said "Free Hollywood," right? During states, yeah, like the whole <laughs> field, we were all wearing that, like neon green armband. Like that's why. Yeah, it was it's amazing. Great. It's a. Oh man, he's so good at that. That that's where uh, so we're almost <laughs> getting let down by UCI or USADA being uh, rational. Um, I think Hollywood should just turn down the three month suspension, and just fight it, <laughs> just go all the way, um, all in. Yeah, take it to the CAS in, in Switzerland. <laughs> Can you imagine that defense? Uh, it would have been great. So, um, dude, I was just rocking the one car, and then 
Any closing statements? And he looks at the the, the, the three arbitrators. And he just looks at him and goes, party on. And then just walks out. It would be great. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, he might take that advice. Case closed. <laughs> this case is thrown out. And that also leads into the other big announcement that I was going to make on the pre-lap, Spencer, um, is that we have a wide-angle podium app. It uh, it exists. Um, the 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 Android app is live in the Google Play Store, so you can go download that. Um, and yeah, it's got all the wide-angle podium shows. You can favorite uh, the ones that you like, the ones that you listen to. So you know, clearly ours. You know, anything but Bike Shop CX, I guess. Um, and and then they show up, you know, you can kind of, you get the whole feed or you can customize within the feed, basically. It's it's awesome. Uh, you can favorite episodes. You can come back to them later. A lot of cool stuff. So check it out if you're an Android user. The iOS version is still, uh, we're still waiting for Apple to approve it because they are, they are notoriously slow with that. But uh, it's on its way. Um, so you iPhone people will have that coming soon as well also great news and uh, i just wanted to also throw in there um we love getting these emails um getting stuff sent our way uh you know there's so much and it means so much also when we see on twitter people just giving us a shout out it could be the most random um hate spewed tweet at us but it's nice that uh you're even interacting with us so i want to personally thank everyone that uh goes on there to uh have some fun about cycling because at the end of the day that's what it is and um spencer speaking of which we actually got a uh, package sent to the uh, Slow Ride Podcast HQ. We sure oh, did. Yeah, what is um, this? What is this? Yeah, we got a, a, a mysterious package that showed up here. Um, <clears throat> it's for all of us. Um, didn't 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 specify anybody in particular, but uh, just dear Slow Ride Pod is the letter that that came with it. Uh, love your podcast and overheard your uh, debating about visors and triathlon people. This was from a few episodes ago. I don't, I don't remember how long ago, but uh, this is not a super deep. Well, cut. they did send some snail anyway. mail, so this is probably like six weeks, six episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, well, here you go. Your very own visors to understand and help you see the light. <gasps> oh, whoa. oh, wow! And they sent a long visor here. Oh God, that's so terrible. It's beautiful. Oh, oh wow. So now Tim, I don't the know, light I don't know from the my desk screen grab. is blocked from my eyes, but yet my hair is free and feels, you know, free to blow around now, in the breeze. Is that captain now, so on it? You, you, go on. That was an impressive visor, our, our, uh, by the way. Our Iron town man. had a half Iron Man re- recently, and a mechanic in our shop is the course guy. And when he brought these in, I snatched them up for you. Enjoy. Uh, and that's from Colby McCall. And oh, thanks, uh, over there at Two Wheeler, Two Wheeler Dealer in Wilmington, North Carolina. Wilmington, North so, Carolina. Oh my God! Do you, do you yeah. guys know what's from Wilmington, North Carolina? Besides sweet Iron Man visors that say "Captain" on them, that I, I can't wait. Wilmington, North Carolina, the home of One Tree Hill, probably the CW's greatest uh, television <laughs> show. You guys should watch well, that. It's going off Netflix. So, guys, I I have a little a little more of a surprise here for you. I know I've showed you my visor here, but um, I just want to let you know that there were. A grand total of three visors in the package, so <laughs> yours are going to be in the mail, coming yes. to you shortly for your own uh, enjoyment. Little guy, I know your haircut looks right now like it would be much, uh, you know, a visor yeah, would do okay. good things. Spencer, yeah, if you I'm can get, get that to me, fluff if you can that. get that to me by uh, this weekend, I will wear that in the uh, Orlando half marathon. Oh, 
Oh, Spencer, shit. make okay. that happen. I, I, and, that. and here's the thing. Here's the best part. Um, co-promoter of the Louisville 2013 film party, Brandon Gavick, is going to be staying at my house over the weekend. So he's going to have a bike and a camera and will be following me along the half marathon course to, 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 to heckle me. So there will be tons of photographic <laughs> evidence from two-wheeler. The bike shop is two-wheeler, you said, in Wilmington? Two-wheeler. Two wheeler dealer. Two wheeler yep. dealer in uh, Wilmington, uh, North Carolina. Uh, I will. Uh, I will wear that in the, in the half marathon. It's gonna be so bad. Please, please fail me, USPS. <laughs> I will have it in the mail to you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. We love uh, getting stuff. So yeah, just hit us up on uh, the Sorite Podcast at gmail dot com uh, if you've got an email, if you need any questions, concerns, um, or you want to send us a package, uh, that'd be appreciated. So. Um, with that, do you guys have anything else uh, that you wanted to get to? I do. I I had a thing I needed to tell you guys. I was feeling okay. pretty sad last week, um, especially because we weren't doing the podcast. This always <laughs> brings me down the dumps. Yeah, no, but, I, I had that feeling too. But I was extra sad because I epically fucked up an eBay auction. And I lost... I oh, lost... No. Uh, so it's so okay. hard to talk about. Were you oh, sniped no. or right. did you buy something Little you didn't guy, want? No, Tim, no, Tim, I, Tim, I, Tim, have some compassion, man. Like, little guy, are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. Guy. I had Talk I had a couple us. I had a couple hard days there. It's it's okay. I, I, I didn't buy a pair of uh, Karamba. I think that's how you pronounce it. Karamba double barrel crank sets. Classic early '90s, late '80s uh, mountain bike cranks that I've always wanted. They're like extra thick and they're hollow. They have two like barrels on them, so they're like a barrel shotgun, and they're kind of funny looking. And they go for like hundreds of dollars all the time on eBay. They're they cost way too much money, so I'm like, I'll never get a pair of them. I'm sitting there the other day. Eller is sleeping on me. I can't move, but I can move my right hand just enough to search around on the internet and look at stupid crap. God. And I want him to stay asleep. I see a pair of these cranks on eBay. Buy it now, fifty bucks, ten dollars shipping. I keep looking at the ad. I keep looking at it, and I'm like, "There's got to be something I'm missing." You know, like, are they cracked? They're 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 American. They're CNC. They're gonna crack, right? I'm like, God, these look good. I'm like, all right, I'll buy them. I realize I'm not logged into my eBay or my PayPal, and I cannot remember either of those passwords. And I have it <laughs> written on a piece of paper, like in the next room, but. Uh. I I can't get to it. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know, he's only going to sleep for like 20 more minutes or something. It'll be fine. So I hang out. At, he wakes up. Right as he wakes up, I hit refresh. They're gone. Somebody, somebody bought them. They'd only been for sale for like an hour maybe. And somebody else was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. So at the same time as somebody, these were used. They were a little like tarnished, whatever. But there was a, like a left crank arm, just a left crank arm on for $200. At the same time, there was a pair of these cranks for 50 bucks. These are like the mountain bike cranks I want the most in the world. And I fucked <laughs> so, up. So, I mean, I you up. say that, I hear those words come out of your mouth. And I know I said this was a safe space, but I'm going to take that back. Um, because <laughs> it's not a safe space. You fucked up. <laughs> I did. Like, you, can't, I you can't tell me, you can't sit here and look uh, look us in the eyes and tell us this is the thing you want most in the world and then not know your eBay login. I, I Here's the thing. I haven't been buying a lot of stuff on no eBay. Like, I used to constantly buy crap, like constantly buy bike crap. 
and I have been trying to not. I've been buying a lot of local crap, but I've been keeping myself. I'm generally just not going on eBay very much, so I don't entice myself into buying things I don't need. And don't have time mm-hmm. to even ride. So it's like heartbreaking. So the only time I go on eBay is when Eller falls asleep on me. And I'm like, well, I guess I should go on eBay. I can't do anything else right now. That's what Twitter's I mean, for. Yeah, like you could have had somebody, yeah. people help you, little guy. Like you could have called me. I, I, w- I would have. I, sh- yeah. I just thought they'll be there. I was like, they'll be there. And I don't know why I thought. Bucks, you think that guy, this was your- I, I would gladly have bought those for 50 bucks and sold them to you for 100 so- and you would still be getting a great deal. But here's the Dude, scarier thing really to think about. Really good deal. Here's the scarier thing I would to think buy about. those 100 bucks. Um, yeah. Is that your doppelganger exists and they actually have the same likes as you. Um, so there's another little guy well, yeah. floating around out there. This is not that big of a community that we can't figure out who bought these on eBay. I mean, someone, one of our listeners probably knows the you know the the person the crazy hermit so guy are, that's you know in, in the other town it's no, probably dude. like in like you know love loveland colorado or something and everyone knows you know oh yeah you know that's the big guy he and he got his cranks these these are like these aren't like the most obscure things and in, in the world of in the world of nerdy uh cool old anodized uh mountain bike stuff these are like but, These are up there with the Kukas and 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 you know they're, they're the sought after. How stuff. big of a market do you think that is? It can't be more than twenty people. No, it's way more than twenty. You think people. so? You think there's twenty people that yeah. were looking at those Tim, cranks on eBay, going, mm, "I really want these." And Tim, there's a reason that every client on eBay right now has gone up like. 500 yeah, percent in the last few because years of because us. everyone's crazy about vin- no it's not because of us i know we want to think but like <laughs> all that vintage mountain bike stuff is blowing up like you know i you i tried to actually convince trek to bring back the klein brand you know because yeah. of the hype that we have built around it and they they said no. this, they very politely said no, this should have been a special like, report could, i think people need to start yeah. tweeting at trex bikes and saying hey bring back klein hashtag uh at least the paint or something like that you know because <laughs> we really want a client no i mean all do we really want to have to deal with uh internal cable routing no yes no what we want one are just really headset one, one inch head no we don't want it see what we want right, no 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 one inch headsets all right you guys you guys are just outing yourselves you've never ridden clients one inch headset they probably didn't have a one inch headset since like 1987 yeah can you still get that can you get a one inch <laughs> headset yes you can get a one inch headset i mean no, i mean can you get a client with a one inch headset I mean, you could, but most of them, mm. like, here's the thing. is like, I go to mountain bike races. Everybody acts like my old client is, like, ancient technology. It's an inch and an eighth. It's the same as everybody else, unless you're, like, on a camera. I mean, I, th- I think like they're talking about your brakes. or something. Man, we, to be fair. Spencer, I, I appreciate I knew that you were going to make the pitch. Um, uh, maybe we can make this pitch on the way up to Shawamigan. Maybe we can, uh, as we're driving through Madison or Waterloo on the way up to uh, Shawamigan, the world's greatest mountain bike race. Um, we can, you know, maybe mm-hmm. we can uh, call it Mr. Burke and uh, get get into the uh, conference room with him and the rest of our uh, Trek friends. It just really, I think we're gonna have to drill the pitch and really get in there and be like, I mean, look, they, five people on Twitter yeah. really want this Klein bike. Look at look at their prices on they, eBay. Once once they see the passion, 
I think they'll they'll get the vibe of what we're talking about. They'll they'll start picking up what we're putting down. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we could definitely be the spearhead of this. I, I think hashtag bring back Klein needs to be the start. Just at Trek and at the Slow Ride Pod. Let's just really get uh get this going because those paint jobs are just too good. I mean, you think they? It's 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 quality stuff. It's it's race worthy. It's vintage. It's got. It looks great. Like. It's got everything. It's the total package. It's the George Hincapi of bicycles. I mean, it's it's oh. everything. Yes, I mean this is this is a billion dollar idea. This is uh, and here's here's billion. the question to really ask yourself: Why would Trek have bought Klein in the first place if they weren't thinking about bringing it back for 2018 for the uh, for just Slow because ride podcast Schwamigan Challenge? Yeah. Yeah, like you know, I think so. Theory, but I like I, it. it. It all adds I, up. You know, Trek has always been thinking about the future, and here you go. They were thinking about the future by buying Klein back in two thousand four, ninety, ninety something, nineties, mid nineties. Wow. All right, guys, I think that we're onto something here. Um, <laughs> and with that, I think so. This has legs. Yeah, this has a lot yeah. of legs. Um, and with that, we'd like to thank. Each and every one of you that download the podcast each week, I'd like to thank Two Wheeler Dealer for hooking us up with some sweet visors. And every single email we get to the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com and tweet questions to us at the Slow Ride Pod. Um, always, always, always wave at your fellow cyclists when you see them out there on the road or the trail. That'd be fantastic. And finally, BK1 of Ramsayers Entertainment continues to crush it every week with the intro and outro music. And uh, check them out on Ramsayers mm-hmm. Entertainment. It's it's impressive that he is willing to get on Skype every week and just bang that out for us uh, before mm-hmm. we start and then after we finish. Like it's pretty great. Yeah. So thanks, Brandon. That's yeah, great. And uh, this is Tim in Orlando. It's Matt in Minneapolis. And this has been Spencer in Boston. Hashtag bring back Klein. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.